What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. This is Cody Michael, joined as always by Seth Ott. We are back. We are socially constipated, and this is Gridiron Grunts. We are back this week for the final in our series of uh, division previews. Going to be talking about the AFC West in just a few minutes. Of course, we're going to cover some news and things, talk about how we can get you some cash money later on in the show as well. A couple quick notes before we fire things up. First of all, we have, let's see, next week is going to be one last preseason episode, and then after that, we're in the season. Uh, It is getting very close as we have just about wrapped up the NFL preseason. Uh, So a week from now, we'll have a sort of a general season preview, and then the following week, we'll get you right into the week one games. That being said, if you are going to participate in a fantasy league with the show, comment on this episode, reach out to us via email, whatever it is, get a hold of us, let us know if you can participate, and we'll work on getting that hooked up. Still need a number of folks, so um, if you've been waiting and wondering whether you would want to play, make that call and let us know so we can get the rosters all set up here. Also, more generally, don't forget to head out to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. You're going to find all of our social media links. Every episode is out there. Uh, You can make comments and just generally interact with us. It's the best way to get entered in for drawings. So we we may have some free shit to give away, and you're going to want to make sure you're included in that. So make sure you hit up the website, click all the stuff so that you don't miss out. I don't think I'm missing anything here, Seth, but we are yet another week into the preseason. Before we get into our headlines, any anything sticking out to you this week? Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the football stuff, I nothing really new. I think it's interesting seeing how teams are approaching the preseason now with the three games. It seems like a lot of teams like did a half of players this last week, so like the starters anyway. So like the first half or first quarter at least, a lot of teams had starters. I know like teams like the Packers didn't have any. So some teams are approaching it with no starters at all. We're not doing it. This will be a chance for, for just the practice squad guys to shine and maybe make the team. And then some teams are treating it as, you know, the, the preseasons of the past where they, you know, have the have the starters out there for a while. So this third game, some teams have already announced they're going to do another half of starters. Some teams have announced they're not doing any again. So it'll be interesting to see if this trend also continues into next season. But for now, I kind of like I like the three game preseason as opposed to the four. Yeah, well, nobody was ever playing in those fourth games. I think there's two right. There's two primary reasons for preseason. One is to get you know your players warmed up, and and like I think you mentioned last week, I like it more for guys to you know see if they can flash and and make a roster spot that they might not have otherwise done. And I'm of both minds, right? So if it's if if the starters are going to be playing and there's more injury concern, I love just going down to three games. But if you're talking about those guys making rosters, then you know that's less time for them to be able to do that. So. It's a tough thing. I get that it's the thing that the league is constantly having to wrestle with. But, of course, with the addition of the 17th game this year, they you know they kind of had to make a concession, the league, that is. So I had been actually forgetting that there were only three preseason games, but I guess this is the, the first season with the fourth, so or without the fourth. So I just saw a stat line today, Jameis Winston, uh, 9 for 10, like 175 mm-hmm. yards and two scores in his first half. Maybe my comeback player of the year, prediction is is still alive i don't i don't know but i didn't see much of the action so i'm not sure if anybody else was moving up the charts my understanding is he's kind of made more of a case for himself to be the starter because Taysom hill has been the the rumored starter this whole time it's sean him and sean payton are close and sean payton likes him a lot but uh, old jimmy winston has been playing better in uh in the preseason and he's got a good connection with that marquez calloway who will probably be his primary target for a while with Michael Thomas being out. So 
yeah, he's looked good. I, I still don't think he's comeback player of the year. Uh, I think that's going to be hard to do with Dak out there. But <laughs> he might he might end up being the guy, which I think is a better better move for their offense. I've been hearing a lot about Dak potentially not being able to be ready for week one. It seems like every other week it's he's fine, he's hurt, he's fine, he's hurt. I, I don't know. What do you know? Or you, you expect to see him out there week one? There's a couple guys that are that are seem like they're questionable right now. Yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot of him not being ready. I, for everything I've heard from a lot of like the NFL insiders and then like uh, Stefania Bell, who's the injury person at ESPN, sounds like he'll be ready for week one. And that this is just a, it's not like it's just a kind of a rest thing, so it doesn't get worse and have him have to miss time. So he's just not practicing because it's and the MRI was actually done. That that second MRI was a scheduled thing. It's it's to it was to see the how it's been healing as opposed to like it's still hurting type of thing. Mm. Sure. Um, from my understanding, there's not a whole lot of worry with him right now. That's good news. Good news for Cowboys fans. I don't like the Cowboys, but I do like Dak. So <laughs> yeah. I, it would be exciting to see him. And the offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So The other one that I was going to ask you about, and I know you're aware of this, we had talked a couple weeks ago about the Colts. Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, they're mm-hmm. both coming back fast from the sounds of it, that, that yep. they're already back on the field. Yep, Uh Carson Wentz is back taking first-team reps at practice. Um, I don't know about Quentin Nelson. I, I think his might have been a little bit more serious, but I do know Carson Wentz was back at t- you know at taking reps at practice, which is extremely ahead uh, of schedule compared to what they were kind of talking. But at the same time, it's really not just because this is such a weird and rare injury. Against Defina Bell was saying it's it's one of the most rare foot injuries that you can get. Not not rare and like bad, but just rare that it, it very infrequently happens. So there's not a great timetable, which is part of the five to twelve weeks thing, and why there's really not even just a great estimate with this. It's very case by case by each person. So I think Carson Wentz is out there week one. Maybe Nelson has a couple weeks, but it sounds like he's getting there too. He's getting pretty close. So yeah, looks like Nelson was back at practice on Monday, so he's out there, and they've got a few weeks left before but they say there's a good chance that both of them could play week one which would be huge yeah. for the Colts we were talking about adjusting their over under on their bet if both of those guys were going to be out because they start with five games I'm looking at a, an a NBC sports article right now they play Seahawks Rams Titans Dolphins Ravens in the first five Oof. weeks that is tough especially yeah. without Murderers you know rope. those two guys so it's pretty big. Apparently, also they had a center, Ryan Kelly, who had yeah. been injured as well. Who is he's, uh, awesome. he's coming back to practice this week too. So that's really good news for the Colts. I think their offense is going to be a lot better this year. By all accounts, that Michael Pittman, who was a rookie last year, has been lighting up practice. And he was—I mean, he was a second-round wide receiver in a draft class that was insane. And he, a lot of people said he would be a first-round pick in almost any other draft. So. He, I think if he takes that step forward and T.Y. Hilton doesn't need to be the number one and get double covered anymore, I think that offense could be really fun to watch. If if Wentz is back, like we kind of think he will be. Yeah, he'll want to sling it around. I love that Pittman, dude. He's just one mm-hmm. of those kind of all-around guys. Very, very, yeah. very nice player. They got a good one in him. Let's get in. We're going to talk about a couple other young players. Uh, let's dive into the headlines for the week in our bathroom reading. Sitting on toilet. Sitting on toilet. Heartbreaking news out of Jacksonville this week. Travis Etienne was injured, and it's a Liz Frank injury, which you might remember I only know because Cam Newton had this injury, and it plagued him for a couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, He spent quite a bit of time out. 
and ETN, they're already saying, is going to be out for the entirety of what would have been his rookie season. So I think he was definitely in line to get a lot of touches in that backfield. We've been talking all summer about as a James Robinson, the other running back. So their offense, I think, will be fine. I mean, they still have a really solid guy in there. And maybe, you know, maybe this is exactly why it was the smart move to draft ETN to get you some depth back there. But, you know, Lawrence is going to be without his wingman. Do you agree, Seth? Do you think that this offense is still going to be okay without ETN other than just how much of a bummer it is that, you know, the rookie's going to miss the year? Yeah, I, I don't think it makes too much. I, I mean, I don't expect a lot from the, the Jaguars this year, but in terms of fantasy, I I mean, it makes James Robinson on my radar again. I think he's sure. I, I think he, he's a guy that is going to get a lot of work. And ETN had, you know, he was a top five guy in fantasy last year, and ETN, like, really cut his value. So I think Robinson will be will have a lot more of the backfield. They also do have Carlos Hyde, too, who, you know, isn't, you know, he's not a starter anymore, but he's definitely a damn good backup and is going to, you know, take have carries and have a role in that offense so I think that running game is still going to be just fine it sounds like they might look into signing someone like Duke Johnson who's a good receiving back so I think that's probably just what they're looking for now is to find someone who's a good receiving back but yeah it sucks for ETN I mean I still don't think this was a smart pick for the Jaguars they should have picked someone else but regardless ETN is very talented and is going to be probably the lead guy in that backfield sooner rather than later and and uh, kind of take over he's a first round pick so you know they're not gonna not utilize him at some point and make him a focal point so it'll be a delay it's a tough injury I know like that this list frankly you said Cam Newton it affected him quite a bit this is kind of one of those where they have to rebuild his foot a bit because it messed with the structure of his foot so you know it could be even you know even another like year maybe a year and a half before he's fully back because it's not something that you can come back from easily especially when you're a running back well it is called football so hard to uh hard to play when you don't have a foot that's the worst the worst pun i've made all year but uh it won't it won't be the last seth you want to talk about zach wilson because it looks like he's playing pretty sick so far in the preseason yeah there's been a lot of buzz on him uh a lot a lot of people were uh we're praising him after his defeat of the Packers this, this past week. He had a good stat line. I think he played a half, or maybe not a half, maybe a quarter. 9 for 11, 128 yards, two touchdowns, 154.7 passer rating. So it, it sounds like he was he was doing a good job of, of checking down and, and going to his first and second options. And it sounds like he just looked like a you know a, a, a starting NFL quarterback, which is something that the Jets have hadn't, haven't had in a long time. He's also playing against the second-team defense, so be that as it may people are kind of excited about Zach Wilson I still don't buy it um, because <laughs> Sam Darnold had games where he looked really good Mark Sanchez had games where he looked really good I mean there's been so many first round jet quarterbacks over the years that have had flashes of looking good and then you know they get to to the pressure and the actual games and things start to to crack I don't see it with Zach Wilson but he does have I mean Corey Davis has been really good so far this preseason so I, I think that that's going to help him. I think the, if there's any Jets quarterback uh, who's in a, in a position, especially young Jets quarterback like this, they've never had like solid receivers like Corey Davis. It's always just been like maybe one middle of the road guy or like Jamison Crowder in the last couple of years who isn't isn't a number one receiver in the NFL. He's a he's a slot specialist, but he's had to be like the number one guy. So there's just never been like a really solid target like that for these first round Jets quarterbacks. So maybe that this will help him out and maybe he'll be better than some of the others. But I, I don't think he's going to be the savior of the Jets, at least at, at this current time. 
You mentioned Corey Davis, uh, four catches for 70 yards all in the first quarter of that yeah. last preseason game. So if there's a connection there, that could be very good for Zach Wilson. Big-bodied guy that you can trust the hands of is, is you know, a great thing for a rookie quarterback. Former, former top 10 pick, too. Exactly, yeah. I feel like, you know why? Zach Wilson's probably going to win the MVP because I'm, <laughs> I've am i shit on him so much. Like, that's, that's, what ha- that's the kind of shit that happens. And whatever. So, you know. Maybe play some bets on Zach Wilson playing well because you know, <laughs> the universe likes it when I'm wrong, I guess. But we'll see. It is, like you said, the preseason. Not playing against those first-team defenses. They're going to be coming at him a lot faster in week one here in a couple weeks. So we'll see. But he doesn't – I mean, they're definitely planning on starting him. So the Jets, who knows what they've got in Wilson, uh, but we'll find out here in a few weeks. And that's all we had for the headlines this week. So why don't we get into our division previews. Again, this is the last of our eight. If you've missed any of our division previews, go back and check out episodes i think it'll be two through eight of the gridiron grunts and you'll see what we said about the other divisions but last and certainly not least we have the afc west uh your afc champions are going to lead us off the kansas city chiefs coming off a really solid season but i think a disappointing finish and i don't think a lot of folks would disagree in the super bowl you know getting handled as they did in by tampa in tampa and i say handled but it was, you know it was a good ball game but yeah uh, they were kind of outmatched this isn't a team that had a lot of weaknesses last year, but it seems like they did a lot to really directly address them. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the draft. It was a relatively boring draft. Uh, they get a B from NFL.com. They get Nick Bolton, a linebacker, in round two, along with Creed Humphrey, who's a center. Neither of those guys, I don't think, are going to start. And then they get some some late-round picks as well. Nothing here really sticks out to me. But in free agency, they just said, hey, the only thing we're bad at is offensive line. So we're going to go get Joe Thune, who's a guard. Kyle Long, they brought out of retirement, another guard. They get Mike Remmers, who's a former Vike. You can weigh on, in on him in a second oh, if he's got he anything in the tank. And then Andrew Wiley. So all four of those guys. And then uh, Orlando Brown Jr. was traded there as well. He, I think, was the biggest get. He's that right tackle. Yeah. Used to play in Baltimore. Uh, his dad, kind of a legend yeah. uh, as well. So, you know, <laughs> like I said, they, they threw everything in the kitchen sink at that offensive line. And if they can sure that up, fuck. Kansas City with a great offensive line is going to be a goddamn problem. They do lose uh, a couple offensive linemen, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, They lose Damian Williams out to the Bears. And then Anthony Sherman, who retired last year. Sammy Watkins as well. Sammy Watkins is is gone. And then I did just see the other day, we missed this in our headlines, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went out with an injury. Do you have any ideas to the length that he's going to miss? I think it sounds, from what I remember, he'll be back by the start of the season. Yeah, it does look like he was back in practice this week after a small injury last. So he is expected to work back in. And then also Tyreek Hill has been dealing with some injury as well. They also um, so. signed uh, Jarek McKinnon to the running back room there. Um, and he's he's been playing pretty well in the preseason. So I, I think they have a de- him and Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Allaire, CEH. I think those guys will, that'll be a good running back stable that they got going it doesn't seem like it should be mathematically possible for them to have this much talent on a single offense yeah like just to run down obviously you got pat mahomes we don't need to spend a ton of time talking about how good that fucking guy is <laughs> um but the running backs clyde edwards alaire darrell williams you mentioned Jarek mckinnon i think mckinnon is a really nice player he flashed yeah. uh, in san francisco you know him from the vikes obviously tyree kill we mentioned demarcus robinson a second goal Nicole hardman is is just so fucking fast yeah and and he flashed last year kelsey probably the best receiving tight end ever to do it and then this offensive not line now looks 
we'll see, but at least very solid. And they've got a little bit of depth I see on here. Austin Blythe, who was the starting center for the Rams last year, <laughs> is slotted in as the backup uh, at center now. So, you know, they, they go, they get some depth at uh, offensive line. They still are surrounded, Mahomes, with all of this speed. And then on defense, I frankly don't know much about this defense. Obviously, they bring back Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badger is still in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jones, I think, leading the the defensive front. This was a solid defense last year. Obviously, carried him through to the Super Bowl. Isn't Frank Clark on that defense? He is. Yes, he is one of their ends, and, and he's, he's a stud. I know he's been in a little bit of legal trouble. I don't know if that's impacting him playing this season or not. I think we might have heard more if he was suspended or anything, but I believe it was some gun stuff in L.A. where he lives. Faces a felony weapons charge. He was charged a month ago for a March arrest, and I don't see anything in here about him not playing. He's still listed as a starter in the death chart, but if he's convicted of this, he can go to jail for three years. So he obviously can't play football in jail. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I think unless he's convicted, like I said, then they expect to have him out there. And if he's on the field, he's a good one. But he also looks yeah. like dealing with an injury and had a, an MRI last week, but I don't see anything here that says that he's going to miss uh, time in the regular season. I mean, yeah, they, they're going to need him. He's, uh, like you said, he's he's a stud. Him and uh, Matt, Matthew and Chris Jones, they're, that's a good trio to have on that defense. So they need all three of those guys to be effective. But offensively, I mean, like you talked about, it seems unfair. And then just adding, that, that offensive line is rebuilt and fantastic. They go from being an average offensive line to one of the top probably five or Ten or easily top ten, if not top five, offensive lines in the league. Not super deep, other than probably. I mean, because Remmers isn't great. Uh, he's not going to start, but he's also not great. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Blythe's a good backup center to have. I think they're starting that rookie, from what I saw in the depth chart. When you have that up for the at center, but Humphrey, yes, Humphrey, the, yeah. the the rookie is slotted number one right now. Maybe he's good. I don't know, but otherwise, that offensive line is fantastic. And if Patrick Mahomes has time, I mean, look out. This is why I have them back in. They, like them and the Bucks are the two. They were two the two best teams last year. You know they made it to the Super Bowl and they both got better. In the Bucks case, they at least stayed the same. The Buc- I think the Chiefs are better than they were last year. Nicole Hardman too, I think takes a big step up this year. Like you said, super fast. He's had some drop issues in the past, but so far this preseason, he's been getting a lot of looks. He's been a little bit more reliable there, and hopefully that's something he's working on. Because if he can work on on his hands and you know catching the ball. That guy, he's he's fast as hell. Like I mean, he's like Tyreek Hill in that way. And I know that that Mahomes has definitely tried to get him the ball in the past. So hopefully he gets worked in there in there more, and and they can use that speed of his because him and Tyreek Hill plus Travis Kelsey. I mean, the the best tight end and at least of of this decade, this last decade. And he is hasn't slowed down either. I mean, look out that that that, that offense is going to be really really scary once again. This is a team that. It's really hard to find a hole in at this point. I see maybe some potential depth issues if you if you really start getting into the wide receiving core, but you know, you can spread it around between the running backs. You've obviously got Kelsey, you know, they bring back all their coaches even, which is unheard of. For a team that goes to the Super Bowl twice in a row to bring back, they got Andy Reid, of course, Eric Bieniemy, who I think was fucked out of uh, a job last year. I I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, but it seems really fucking uncool that Bieniemy, after having the offense that he's had these last few years, and he did get some interviews. Maybe it wasn't a great interview. There was some reason that he didn't get hired. But uh, Steve Spagnolo, former Rams coach, 
is still the defensive coordinator as well. So you talk about, you know, a team that, you know, what does it take to get back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year? Consistency in the coaching staff, consistency at the top of your, you know, your sort of captain top tier player level, and then depth and add some youth for cheap uh, because you got to pay all those guys. It seems like the Chiefs are doing it all right now. You've got them, as you said, beating the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Let's see how much money you can make off that. Plus 500 for the Chiefs. They are first in the league and as Vegas sees it, so they are the favorites. Tampa Bay right behind at 650. So, you know, way to go outside the box with your Super Bowl pick there. Thanks, man. <laughs> I think it's the case. I really do. You're not the only one. If you go back up there, there's actually a bet for um, a uh, Super Bowl matchup, correct Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, there is. I do see what's, this here. Uh, what's Kansas the, what's City versus Tampa is plus 1,200. Plus 1,200? You kind of have to put money on that now. <laughs> like, you seem pretty sure of yourself. So that's yeah, actually not a bad bet. I do kind of like it, especially if you like. They got the fucking uh, Niners up here again. Kansas City versus the Niners, plus 2,400, so it's The, less the other odds, one but. I could see is the the other one there is to the right, the Packers, Kansas City versus the Packers. I think the Packers will be real good, but, I mean, put hedge it. Put money, I'll put money on both. One of those two matchups. I, I don't think there's any way the Chiefs like, – I don't see any other team out of the AFC being able to compete with the Chiefs. I really don't. I, I think especially – I think Mahomes is going to be pissed this year because of how last year ended that game. Like everything he did to to win that, like he he had two touchdowns dropped. Like he he almost won that Super Bowl on his own, like literally on his own. <laughs> I think he's gonna have a vengeance uh, this year. I think he's gonna light it up. He certainly could, cause you're right. He he tried his damnedest to win that game on his own. Him fucking diving sideways and throwing that <laughs> matrix pass that hit who whatever running back in the fucking face mask. I think it was Tyree Kill. I don't know how you don't just go to that guy's house in the middle of the night and beat him uh, <laughs> if you make a play like that and it goes off his face. Both but, offensive um, linemen went out. I mean, he was running around on one foot. Like, it was insane what he – and the fact that they were still in it for at least a good portion of that game, and if a couple of things turned, like, just all that alone, he had surgery. Like, I mean, it's insane what, what he almost did in that game. He's going into his fourth season mm-hmm. as a starter. It's unreal. By the way, you can get the Chiefs versus the Rams as a matchup, plus 2,700. I think the best bet we're going to have all day, though, Super Bowl forecast, KC to beat the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, plus 13,000. Uh, a lot of people, If the Giants make their way to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, a lot of people are going to be wishing they listened to old Co. in uh, August. So, if, you know. if that were to be the case, they would have to like go through a bunch of fucking miracles, and that would be the worst result. Like They have a miracle season. They're upsetting all these teams, get to the Super Bowl, and it's like people maybe finally start to believe in them. The Giants fans start to believe in them, and then they just get fucking routed by the Chiefs. That would be hilarious. You know, you say that, but the last time a New York Giants team, you know, had a miracle season and went up against a seemingly obvious juggernaut, they upset the undefeated Patriots. So don't count right. all, uh, don't count Daniel Jones out. You know, he, he might, saying, maybe he gets him there. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be hilarious if that were to be the case, though. Like if that were all to happen and the the Giants have like this miracle season, ultimately just to get people are behind him finally. It's like people love the Giants are the underdog team and then they just get pounded. Yeah, I could see it. Well, actually, I can't see it. The Giants aren't even going to win five games. I don't know why no. we're talking about them in the Super Bowl. Let's take a look at the win totals. A lot of good bets you can make on the Chiefs. I'm Honestly, like if you're like Seth and you think the Chiefs are going all the way, bet them to win the division, bet them to win the AFC, bet them to win the Super Bowl. You know, th- they're all decent bets at this point. Shit, parlay it if they let you. But 
Let's look at the win totals here. Regular season wins. We've got the over-under set at 12 and a half wins. And if they yeah. go over and get that 13th win, it's a plus 120, minus 140 if they stay under 12 and a half games. I'm suspecting you're going to like that 13th win at plus 120, Seth. Yeah, I do. They, I mean, what, they, they only lose two games last year? Something like that. Yeah, they were obscene. Yeah. Like I said, they're a better team this this year. I, I really honestly think that they're – as long as that offensive line stays healthy, I think they're they're a better team. It, it's going to be hard for me to say that they lose more than two games. <laughs> yeah, they were 14-2 and two last season. 15-2 and two is more likely than 14-3, than <laughs> and three, honestly, is what I think. This is a damn good and, Chiefs team. And that was a – this was last year, I mean, the, there was times where people were saying the Chiefs weren't looking great. Even though they were winning the winning games, they were winning games close, and they were having to come back, and people were like, I don't know about the Chiefs. I don't know. The whole year. And then, they, you know, they, they go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, like I and, and they improved. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, people are kind of – I think Vegas is underestimating the Chiefs, which is hard to say. At what would you say, 13 wins? Yeah, they got to get people to bet it, I guess. If you know, if the over/under is fourteen and a half, no one's going to bet. Yeah. So uh, they got to make it at least a little tasty. They start the season. The Chiefs do against the Browns on Browns. the first Sunday in the afternoon. That should be a really fucking fun game. Probably America's yep. game of the week. And then Sunday night football in week two against the Ravens. Also going to be a nice one. Gosh, their <laughs> schedule. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to walk you their off first. of that thirteenth win. But they go Browns, Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, Eagles, oh, sorry, Browns, Ravens, Chargers, you got me. They're easily going to beat the Chargers. Well, I don't know. Well, I'll talk about why the Chargers should be your Super Bowl pick in just a second. Then they go to the Bills, Washington, then the Titans, and then they get the Giants, the Packers, and then they get the Raiders, Cowboys, we'll see, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers again late in the year, Steelers, and then they finish against the Bengals and Broncos. So they've definitely got some, you know, 40-point wins in that schedule, but (laughs) they have some really tough schedules. Yeah, uh, stretches. That, that's I, a tough, a tough schedule. It's tough, and yeah, they'll probably lose a couple games out of there. But I, man, I, I, I think, I think they're a better team. They're just ultimately a better team than, and they just went to the Super Bowl last year. I think they're a better team all around. Well, we'll see. Uh, I tried. Can't get Seth off of that bet. I don't know if he listens to, to this show or not, but Dan is a huge uh, friend of the show. Dan is a huge Chiefs fan, and I don't like to compliment Dan in any way. But I gotta calls him as I see him. <laughs> Well, Dan still sucks, even if the uh, Chiefs are good. But uh, if you agree with Seth and you like the Chiefs to get to 13 wins, go ahead and get some dollar-dollar bills on that one. Show me the money! Really, you can bet it all with the Chiefs. There's a lot of money to be made on those guys. Um, you can bet it all. They, they kind of edge on too good to be true. Like, I want to bet them a lot, but I feel like the second I do, something horrible is going to happen, and I don't want to be responsible for that for can, the Chiefs. So. Can you look up what was the record the year before? 12 and 4 that year. <laughs> okay. So in the last 2 years as a Chiefs <laughs> fan, you've only witnessed 7 losses total. Yes, one of them is in the Super Bowl, but also one of the other wins in there was a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, and I know you've gone through Chiefs fans have gone through a lot of teams that are terrible, but fuck off. <laughs> you've had <laughs> 2 years of basically going into every single week thinking you're going to win. By the way, the Bengals over that same stretch of time, <laughs> six wins. As many losses as the Chiefs fans have seen. Yikes. Tough time to be a Cincinnati fan, but we're not talking about them today. Chiefs, obviously leading the way. A lot of people's favorites to go all the way, including Seth's here. We go now to Las Vegas. Very excited for the Raiders to open up that brand new Death Star Stadium. I did hear, though, 
I think you heard, I think they maybe talked about it on McAfee, that they're having a real hell a hell of a time uh, getting people in and out of that stadium, which, duh, yeah. it's Vegas. Yeah. But still be a fun place to go catch a game. I can't wait to see it uh, <laughs> yeah. next time we're there when, when we can see it. If you're going to any sort of large event in Vegas that's not in a casino, the traffic is nuts. We were out go, driving around like with one of the, not the last time we were there, but I think the time before, there's like a Golden Knights playoff game going on. And we were trying to get to a place and in an Uber, and it was like impossible. So expect that. It's Vegas. There are other means. Quit complaining. This is true. Yeah, you're going to have fun when you're in there for sure. They got all sorts of cool shit going on in the stadium. Raiders are going to return the entire coaching staff. John Gruden, obviously, is in year four of his 30-year contract, so he's still... Spider 2, why banana? Who did they bring in? Not a great draft class, according to NFL.com. Number 30 out of 32. They get Alex Leatherwood, who was an offensive tackle from Alabama. He was the biggest reach in the first round, which I was pumped about because it uh, allowed the Vikings to pick Dershaw, who Mm -hmm. should have been who they picked. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. It seemed like on draft night, everybody was confused. I don't pay a lot of attention to offensive line you know, he, prognostication, he was a but they were surprised, yeah. Gruden's funny, though. When Gruden likes a guy, he, he doesn't fucking care. Like, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll go do whatever. He's like a 300-pound tackle. Um, not athletic at all, but big and, and can stop the run. So we'll see. <laughs> My understanding from what I remember watching on draft night is they were saying that he, essentially, they picked him because he was big. I clicked on him, and the first video to come up is most questionable picks in the 2021 draft. So yeah, we shall see. Gruden, obviously, is still trying to make his mark there. Not really another sexy pick in this draft. Um, we don't need to spend much time on it. But they did yeah. a lot in free agency. John Brown's a nice player. Uh, that's a good mm-hmm. get for Vegas. He is going to join Kenyon Drake, also a new addition, uh, but to the backfield. Richie Incognito is apparently still in the league, and he is on Vegas. So Nick Martin, as well as Solomon Thomas. A lot of guys leaving, though. Um Trent Brown, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson was, a, I think, their only worthwhile offensive lineman last year, and they let him go <laughs> in a trade mm-hmm. with the Seahawks. Nelson Aguilar leaves. He's on the Patriots now. Tyrell Williams is off to the Lions. And then LaMarcus Joyner uh, off to the Jets. So here's what CBS says. The Raiders were a bit perplexing this free agency. Yeah. What do you take away from from Vegas? I don't know. Uh, this is a, a wacky – this is like a – I don't know. This is one of those like five or 11 win teams. Like <laughs> – They've got uh, Derek Carr is obviously back at quarterback, but Marcus Mariota sniffing around behind him. You know, one of I think one of your more capable backups going into the season. And then Nathan, Peter, Nathan Peterman we talked about last week, Nate lighting P. it up in the preseason. Nate P. Josh Jacobs is definitely an all-star. That's a really good player. He's backed up by Kenyon Drake now as well as Jalen Rashard. I don't know how much of a backup role that's going to be. Kenyon Drake is was one of the top running back free agents available. I, I think that's going to be more of a share, which I think might be to address some of the issues with health for josh jacobs because he takes a beating and like he doesn't miss a ton of games but he's always on the injury report and so i think this is gonna be a split thing this doesn't make a ton of sense to me honestly i I think josh jacobs he might be on like the last year of his rookie deal and so maybe they're kind of seeing what they got with drake to see if they want to resign jacobs or not i don't know I, i this doesn't make a lot of sense why spend money on a position that you already have a star in i think josh jacobs is fantastic doesn't make a lot of sense like 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 they said, their free agency was questionable. Like, who the hell are they signing? They're signing depth at a position they're already fine at. They're letting guy letting their offensive line go and signing guys who should have quit playing five years ago. Like, what the hell are they doing? I, the Raiders make no sense ever when it comes to anything <laughs> they do, and somehow they do end up winning games that they shouldn't. I I like you said. I think this team is a five win team, not an eleven win team. I th- this team, I, I think they're going to be trash. 
it's weird because like you said, they, they seem to be trying to add to the couple of strengths they have and then just like making their weaknesses weaker. Mm-hmm. And when you have a weak offensive line and then it gets worse, what do you expect to happen? You know, Henry Ruggs goes into his second year. Uh, so him and John Brown, that's a pretty but solid receiving duo. Hunter Renfro was though. solid last year and Willie Sneed. You don't like Ruggs. I, Ruggs didn't prove anything. He, he What he proved last year was that he is a Raiders first round pick. And that's a guy <laughs> who runs really fast right straight down the field and they try and huck it to him. And he doesn't have amazing hands and can't run routes. He had, he showed flashes last year, but he dropped balls. He was injured, uh, and he's fast. Like he was overdrafted last year. Hunter Renfro, I think, is the best receiver on that team. Like John Brown's good. He's a solid guy, and but he's he's a little older, and I think he's, you know, he 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 kind of had to step down from a number one wide receiver role in Buffalo. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver anymore, if he ever was. Um, but he's solid. They needed to sign guys in their wide receiver, more guys in the wide receiving core, not the not the running back room. Like, doesn't make much sense to me at all. They do have Darren Waller, and he's, he's awesome. a really good tight end. Yeah. He's dope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're right about this wide receiving core, then he should probably be a top fantasy pick because he's going to get a shitload of work, and he's <laughs> a stud. So definitely keep an eye out for Waller. I Seth, I don't recognize a single name on this defense. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, Oak? Or, sorry, the the Vegas D, or should we just roll on to the bets? I think I know Hankins. He's good. Uh, Ngakwe is there. He's actually good. He was the guy who's kind of jumped around teams a little bit. They they have some decent pieces. Casey Hayward's pretty good. Yeah, just not a lot there though. They're they're like I said, they're they're gonna suck. They they don't have a lot of talent. I can't understand the Raiders. I really, I, it doesn't make any sense to me what, what their philosophy is. I can't tell if they want a, a, a defensive team and try and run the ball. If they want to try and play faster and off, like wh- what are they doing? Who are they signing? Have no fucking clue either. I liked the Raiders last season. I thought they had a nice roster last year. They dealt with some injuries. They were one of Coe's teams two years ago. I really thought that that was a team that was looking like they were on the up. You know, you start hacking at your offensive line and that's not going to last very long. So Maybe you're right that this is a stinker of a team. Vegas has them as the like seventh, eighth worst team when you look at the Super Bowl odds. Uh, they're plus 7,500, which is the same as Philadelphia. And so, you know, not a lot of optimism there. But they also seem to be a bit confused with, you know, what to do with them because the over-under is set at seven games even. You don't get the half game. And it's minus Oof. 110 on either That's side of it. I know you think they're a stinker, away. but it's not an attractive bet even if you think they're going to be bad. Stay away. That's an ugly. That's ugly all around. That's ugly odds. That's an ugly line. I think that's about perfect. If anybody knows the the Raiders, it you would think it would be Vegas. So uh, right. maybe don't fuck around with them on that one. Just that's why they have the line so tightly uh, down is because they're there where they set the mm-hmm. lines. They're slipping cash into Gruden's back pocket to pick these guys. <laughs> so they know what the, they know I, what's going on. I hate to say it. I like John Gruden, but he is not a good coach. I, I don't think he's a, a very good coach. And, he's, and, and whatever they're doing with their talent, I don't know if he's a part of choosing the talent or if it's Mike Mayock or both. But good Lord, they're bad at they're still bad at drafting. They're bad at signing players. I don't see anything scheme-wise that impresses me about Gruden. You're right. And the personnel decisions are confusing at best. So I think you're right on that. Vegas is just a head-scratcher. But let's go to uh, a head-buster instead. Uh, oh, we're going to no. talk about my AFC pick the LA Chargers. They had the second best draft class, according to NFL.com. They get an offensive tackle, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Yeah, Um, that was, that was a good pick. 
Yeah, you get you know you get a guy like Herbert in there. The best thing you can do is just do whatever you got to do to get him well protected, and then you go from there. They do add also in the second round Asante Samuel Jr. If you want to mm-hmm. feel old, you might remember his dad Asante Samuel in in the league prior. Nice corner from the sound of it in round two. They get uh, round three. They go skill position. Josh Palmer, a wide receiver, and Trey McKitty, a tight end, and then some non sexy picks, obviously in the later rounds as well. So. NFL.com loves the draft pick. Here's a big addition in free agency. They went and got Corey Lindsley off of the Packers, one of the top centers in the league. So you could tell they made an effort to bolster that offensive line. They also get Matt Feeler, uh, another offensive tackle. They bring in Jared Cook, veteran tight end as well. And then uh, Michael Davis, Davis, a corner, and then Michael Badgley. They do lose Hunter Henry. He was a target at tight end. So maybe Jared Cook is going to see, you know, some of that action. But I think one of the biggest things for the Chargers is that they're going to get, be getting back on defense Derwin James, who missed all season last year. He's one of those guys, that he's listed as a strong safety, but he plays all over the field and is an absolute fucking monster. He'll tackle everybody. They've got Chris Harris in defensive backfield at one corner. And then uh, Mike Davis, who they just acquired, looks like the other starter right now. Joey Bosa still out there on the edge. They signed your old buddy Linval Joseph, former Viking, uh, to play the nose tackle in that 3-4. So this is a defense that was good. They also, on the coaching staff, they bring in Brandon Staley, who is the Rams defensive coordinator. They had the number one defense last year. So he comes in, presumably is going to improve that D. They get a new offensive coordinator. Uh, It's Joe Lombardi. He was the quarterback's coach on New Orleans. So, you know, he was either teaching stuff to Drew Brees or was learning from Drew Brees, so he should know his way around an offense. And then Ronaldo Hill used to be a defensive backs coach in Denver. He's taking over the defense. So a lot of new look for the Chargers, uh, but the offense is going to stay consistent. You get Justin Herbert coming back to start his second year. Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, as well as Josh Kelly in the backfield. Keenan Allen, one of the top receivers no one fucking ever talks about (laughs) in the league with, with Mike Williams. And then uh, Jared Cook, we mentioned at tight end. And then just what looks like it could potentially be one of your top three or so offensive lines in the league. High optimism on this offense. Looks like a very solid defense with high upside. You tell me, Seth, where's the gap on this team? I, I definitely think that other than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are both pretty consistently hurt. They don't have a whole lot at wide receiver. I, I love Austin Eckler, though. Um, I, they, he, he, was on, he did an interview uh, this last, last couple of weeks. They were talking about in the... Uh, in the the so far in the preseason and and camp and stuff this this Lombardi guy or not Lombardi who who's the offensive coordinator now was it Lombardi uh, yeah Joe Lombardi okay so he's he's brought over some philosophies and things from the Saints and essentially he is the Alvin Kamara of that offense is what he said and if if he's gonna essentially the focal point of that offense and so Austin Eckler is gonna have a huge year I think this year if he and then he's another one like I think that's the issue with this team is they are hurt a lot. This team has, I mean, you look at their their roster right now, there's cues everywhere. Um, <laughs> You're right. And so th- this team doesn't have a lot of depth. And so if, if they're going to have guys in and out of the lineup, it's going to be tough. We saw it last year even with them. This team had a lot of lot of close games, but like Mike Williams missed a bunch of games. And then Keenan Allen would be out for a game. And then Hunter Henry was out a lot of the season being hurt. They need to stay healthy for Herbert to have a consistent group of guys there. I think defensively, I mean, obviously, if you have Joey Bosa, you're going to be able to create pressure in every play. And they have, like you said, Derwin James is great. 
Linville Joseph's a little old. <laughs> um, I don't know how much run stop and he's doing. Staley can come over and bring that that same philosophy and apply it to the the Chargers. They could definitely be uh, a tough tough defense, but I I don't I don't think that they're I, I think like the the Broncos have a better defense than they do right now. But I think the Chargers are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I I definitely think they're a playoff team. I, I think that they're they're a wild card team for sure. I, I'm excited to watch him. I love Herbert. He was a lot of fun to watch last year. He was uh, relegated to uh, irrelevance on my fantasy team, but I was still rooting for him last year. Um, <laughs> I like the Chargers. Don't don't get me wrong, but I do not think they are a Super Bowl team. They always crap the bed in, in the end. Like it always happens, where they're they're hyped. Uh, a lot of people have them as a dark horse pick. Not just you, but a lot of people do. I mean, you do it all the time, but other people do it too. They're always like a hot underdog dark horse team, and they always end up failing in the end. Look, folks, if you're out there listening to this podcast, I know it's probably sounding like, do I really have to listen to this dumbass all year talk about <laughs> the not believing in Chargers? I'm sorry. He'll come around. It'll take him a few weeks, I guess. But, you know, sometime soon we'll make a believer out of him. Uh, if you're like me and you know the Chargers are are going deep, I don't think they're going to beat the Rams. But if you do, then uh, plus 3,300. There's some money to be made on the Super Bowl. They're the 15th ranked team. Uh, according to Vegas, right behind the Dolphins, which seems hilarious to me, and the Cowboys as well, as and the Saints. They got the Saints the four spots higher. You're getting a real deal if you want to bet the Chargers to go all the way. Um, let's see what they got to win the conference while we're at it here. You can get plus 490 on the Chargers to win the division uh, over mm, the Chiefs, who will be slipping. I'll take the money that Seth's betting on the Chiefs and uh, and and triple it on the Chargers because <laughs> um, I'm the only one who sees that this is a stud team. I recognize this is a lot of tape for if they do suck, but Chargers are going deep. Let's see what the over-under is here. It's set at nine and a half games. I love the over at plus 110. The under is minus 135. Seth, can you at least give me double-digit wins on the Chargers? I think so. I I think if they're going to make the playoffs, I think they have to win at least 10 or 11. So, yeah, I think they could win over nine games. They'll win nine games before Thanksgiving. This is... (laughs) 13 and 4, they're going to be very close to winning this division if not winning it. And if they're coming from the wild card team, then fine. They'll they'll go on the road and uh they beat the Chiefs in the second round after splitting with them in the regular season. I know exactly what the future holds oh, for are, these Chargers. So You are talking right out your ass right now. If you want to make some money with me on the Chargers. Just bet it all. Bet it all. This this podcast smells like poop cuz you're talking shit right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. I'm the only guy that's right. I think we're going to save some time with this last pick. Obviously, we had to spend some time on both of our AFC Super Bowl picks. Denver is not going to be either of our Super Bowl picks, but let's take a quick look at what they did. They bring in Patrick Sertain, so they went first round yeah. corner. He is an absolute beast out of mm-hmm. Bama, so they'll look good. You mentioned that they should have a solid defense. Denver's never stopped having a pretty good defense. Uh-uh. They lost a lot of people last offseason, but they still were a solid defense even last year. They did re-sign Von Miller, yeah. Kyle Fuller. Uh, they bring yeah. over from the uh, Bears, I believe. And yeah. then uh, Ronald Darby and Shelby Harris. So they Sim- went all defense uh, on their key acquisitions. Justin Simmons, of course, the safety. They lose Philip Lindsay out of the backfield, but they do still have Melvin Gordon back there as well. So that seemed like an then, obvious uh, move. They drafted the reason they got rid of Lindsey as well is they also drafted a guy second round I believe uh, Javante Williams. He was a guy that um, was rumored to go in the first round. Uh, he he was um, potentially would potentially would have gone over like ETN 
if uh, ETN wasn't where the Jaguars wanted him. So uh, he's a talented guy who I think I think Gordon's on his last year of his contract, so he could be like the kind of the heir apparent and will get more time this year. I've always liked Gordon, but he's never really popped in a way that I thought he should. But maybe yeah. now that he's not on the Chargers, he, he will. Uh, yeah. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think we know who's going to be the starter yet, but I don't think there's a big gap between these two guys. Do you do you, uh-uh. do you have an obvious pick here, or does it, is it going to matter who they roll out? No, I think the I think Drew Locke still has like more upside for them. Like he he's kind of we know what Teddy Bridgewater is at this point, right? Like he's a he's a short to medium passer, doesn't turn the ball over a lot, can can kind of scramble, and he's a good. I mean, I don't want to say game game manager, I guess, but he's a good he's a good like team guy. Like he's he's a motivator. People like him. Not to say people don't like Drew Locke, but Drew Locke is still kind of like undecided. He's shown flashes that he has a bunch of arm talent, but he's also made some dumb mistakes. Whereas Teddy like Teddy Bridgewater doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He can't do everything, but he's also smart with the football. So it's like, what do you want? Do you want to see what you have in Drew Locke? Do you think what you have in Drew Locke is enough to win you some games? Or do you want to go play it safe and see what you can do with, you know, that type of football where you short passing game, run the ball and play good defense? It's kind of like one of those philosophy almost decisions for the, the Broncos this season. Yeah, that's a really good. I think that's a really good way of breaking it down. We'll see what Fangio and your old pal Pat Shermer are going to bring to this Denver offense. This is a team that I actually like their wide receiving core. If I look at the names, Cortland Sutton missed all of the season last year because I fucking drafted him is why. (laughs) Jerry Judy out of Bama and then KJ Hamler. I I like these guys. Uh, You were going to say about Sutton? Yeah, Sutton. I mean, Sutton's a, a, he's a really solid guy. Hamler's a guy too. He was a rookie last year, but kind of popped. He he actually played better than Judy (laughs) through a lot of the year. And then Noah Fant, the, the tight end, he played really, really well last year as well. I think, I think they have some pretty decent weapons on that offense. It's just who's going to get the ball to them. Like I said, I think Drew Locke is the, the only guy like that if you can really see what you maybe have in those weapons with a guy like Drew, Drew Locke because he has a little bit more arm talent, I think. But there are a lot, I, I don't think he has a lot of excuses at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. Because of the talent yeah. they have. He's shown some uh, immaturity, we'll say, uh, mm-hmm. so far. He's got a lot of Johnny Manziel in him, which is yeah. not, not a compliment. This defense you mentioned is is a solid one. They got they yeah. bringing back Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, one of the top linebackers that I'm aware of because mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of them. Uh, Josie yeah. Jewell, I believe, is a, a former Iowa Hawkeye, if I remember correctly. And then uh, Kareem Jackson at safety, I know, is a stud. And then Ronald Darby is the other corner across from Fuller. So this defense should keep them in games. So whether mm-hmm. it is uh, Locke or Bridgewater, you got to think that they're going to be at least competing. It's kind of team I think Rodgers might have been able to take the playoffs. <laughs> right. I was I was gonna say that I like you know he was the one of the rumored uh, that the Broncos were one of the rumored teams for him when there was that talk of him going and him with that that offense I mean as a whole that there that's better weapons than what he has in Green Bay I mean obviously Devonta Adams is the best receiver in the game right now so it's you're you're leaving that guy but you know Jerry Judy is a stud Cortland Sutton is is I mean super solid and you know KJ Hamler is a, a quick dude so that could have been. With Aaron Rodgers? Fuck, that could have been an insane offense. That would have been fun to watch, but instead, Green Bay. <laughs> Denver is plus 4,100 to win the Super Bowl, right behind your Vikes at 4,000. I'm not going to be betting them, but they'll be fun to watch. Let's check on the win totals here. Denver, we've got at eight and a half games is the line. Vegas isn't sure what to do. Minus 105 for the over at that ninth win under is going to get you minus 115 so slightly better for the over yeah i I don't like this at all eight nine wins is where i would maybe put denver and i that may be optimistic this is a really tough division um they got to play the chargers and the chiefs both twice 
it is a fourth place schedule though. So, you know, seven, eight, nine wins, maybe uh, so improvement for Denver, but uh, I, I don't like this bet. Sounds like you agree. Yeah. Not touching it. Denver, uh, maybe not going to win you a bunch of money, but uh, there is some to be made. You can always bet on the chargers. I'm not going to go to the lengths of saying that the Chargers are going to win this division, Seth. That, that's where I will stop my uh, my spewing. Uh, so give me KC, and I'll take I'll take the Chargers for second place. Give me Denver to jump Vegas for third, uh, yep. and that's how I think the West is going to shake out. What do you think? Same thing. Yep. The KC, Chargers. You wrote San Diego and the thing, by the way. Yeah, um, that's going to take me a while to get over. <laughs> the uh, Broncos and then the Raiders. Raiders are going to have to play a second-place schedule, too. They're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what we got for our AFC West preview. That completes all of our division previews. So you've heard at least something from us about every team in the league next week. Next week, we're going to hit you with uh, some of the major season storylines going into the year. And as we said, following up with our week one previews in two weeks. So that's going to wrap up our bathroom reading here. Sitting on the toilet. Now flush. And Seth, I know you're out there trying to get them dollars uh, on this preseason football. So uh, let's let's give a quick check in here on uh, how that's going for you. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Threw out some bets again this week. You know, just trying to uh, trying to get a little scratch in before the season starts. It uh, I got I'm scratching because I'm a fiend and I'm also. Uh, uh, wanting to win a little bit of money. Didn't have the best week, two and three, but I did hit a parlay at the end, which uh, brought me back to a, a better spot. So, yeah, I had I bet uh, had two bets on the New England and Philadelphia game, New England plus one and then over 38, and New, I got the New England plus one by a lot because they scored, uh, I, th- I believe, 35 points. I think it was 35 nothing. And yeah, it was so a beatdown. Just missed that over. There's also a, a, a super boost on FanDuel for – 40 plus games so i had the over and i had the super boost and i got fucked on that one uh i also missed the uh green bay money line i just thought they would smoke the jets and then of course zach wilson had to be a superstar (laughs) Um, and then i thought the over would hit for uh, las vegas and and the rams i thought the rams would put up a few more points but 33 and a half uh did not hit on that that was the lowest under but i did hit the parlay of the under 35 and a half uh for new the giants in cleveland uh, I think that was like 13-15 final score. And then the char- I bet your Chargers, because I, I was going to say, if they lost, if they didn't, or I think they, no, they did win that game, I think, actually. But it was plus five and a half against San Francisco. I was like, if they lose this, they they fuck up this parlay for me. They, you know, are a shitty team and Cody is wrong. But um, <laughs> they, they already helped me win a little money on this parlay, uh, plus 256 on the parlay. So had had a had a good little Sunday with that one. Just so you know, they did lose that game ten to fifteen. So okay. it was that half that half point yeah. hook got yeah. you the dub there. But this is something that you can you can count on every week. The Chargers are going to make you money. Bet the Chargers, and especially if you're getting if they're giving you if they're giving the Chargers points, you fucking take those points, Seth. You're going to be getting all sorts of quiche along <laughs> the season. So we'll see how Seth does in the final week of preseason when we come back next week. Um, but getting those dollars off the Chargers, as we all knew he would. Come on. Show me the money! All right, folks, well, we're going to get you wrapped up. But first, one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I'm getting kind of nervous to go back to football games. <laughs> I have seen so many stories of people getting in fights. Uh, they covered on McAfee a Pittsburgh uh, fight where someone got <laughs> completely KO'd, which, oof, man. The Rams yeah, dealt with ugly. some fights in their first week. 
I, I don't know what's going on here, guys, but I, I am not coming to swing at anybody. I just want to drink beer and watch football. I don't know. T-shirt. People maybe are just too stoked to get out, Chef. I, I, I don't know what you think, but uh, I'm, I'm not trying to swing at anybody in the stands. That's for damn sure. No. Yeah, some of those are terrifying. And yeah, ever since, uh, you know, people going back to, to the games, baseball, football, been a lot of fights. Yeah, that one, the one at the Rams one, I saw there was an, an alternate angle where that was over. Like, it was completely done. And then this fucking big old biznatch um, had this uh, full soda and then threw it at the guy, one of the guys in the fight, like, after it had been done and, like, they everyone was backing off. So then that pissed him off and he went crazy again. It's like, People, what are you doing? You're just instigating shit now. Someone's going to die at these, and you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life. That would be my move. If I was going to fight, I would throw the soda. from. I'd get the, I'd have the Ron Artest uh, soda <laughs> from the top of the stand. That would be my move. And then I would run. That's the mistake that that guy yeah. made is you run. The, you'd be up on the balcony and just go, Kobe, and then throw it down <laughs> the, the level, the, the main level. My seats are pretty close to an exit, which I did on purpose. So if, uh, <laughs> if anyone he does start swinging, then Cody's going to be out on the streets of L.A. pretty fucking fast. Go get like a, a replica helmet and wear that at, at the game or something. <laughs> you might need it. So this, this last week, the, the newest Madden football game came out. So I've been I played a little bit of that. I got to say, it's been years. It's been years since I've purchased a Madden. And I don't know if I'm going to again. A couple of reasons. I haven't been good so far. I'm getting better, <laughs> but I haven't been good. The other thing, though, is I was really hoping with it because I bought it because it was the first like full game they full Madden game they released on PS5, and so I've been doing that with the new consoles. Like I'll try out the new game to see how everything looks and if there's anything feels different or whatever. And uh, it does not. I I don't know. You might when you come here uh, this next next week and see. I graphically I can't tell a whole lot of difference. The crowd looks like shit still. The crowd looks like PS3 crowd at times. The players I think look fine, but don't look real in a lot of instances like they still look very just computer generated they they keep it seems like people complain about everything that's like they've been like haven't been adding to the game but then like the stuff they add to the game isn't great and i i'm a little overwhelmed by everything they added to the game all these different franchise modes and single player modes and ultimate team modes i'm like i just want to play some goddamn football like what the hell is going on here there's it's so much going you had to create a player just to start like you had to create your own dude just to start I'm like, I don't want to do oh, this. Fuck that. Yeah, I just want to play a game. <laughs> Let me play. Uh, maybe I'm getting too old for Madden. Maybe that's what it is. I'm too old for Madden. But I'm going to get the new NHL game. I'm not too old for that. Yeah, Chell will be good. I heard the same thing. I heard Madden stunk, which is a bummer. I'm a Madden fan. But yeah, they've never... It doesn't seem like they're ever able to get everything out of the tech, even back on PS4. And maybe it's because they're too busy doing Ultimate Team. And, you know, like you said, the, the I do exactly one thing on Madden. I play online quick like ranked quick play it's literally the only thing i do and i guess i don't know if that sucks maybe i won't do it this year but i sometimes i like to wait until the price drops and get it then so we'll see yeah but all right well more to come on whether or not madden stinks and i'm gonna go throw some bows here in a couple weeks at sofi stadium so wish me luck that's what we got for one more thing this week but i'm down to Thing. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Just a couple short weeks yet to go before our season opener. So getting pretty close here and we can start cranking out those dollar dollar bills on the bets, playing some fantasy football, all that good stuff. Don't forget to comment on uh, this episode if you want to join the league. You can do that out there on sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Same place you can find all of our socials, news, episodes of the show. Everything news. is out there. So 
Don't miss out on the nudes out there on the website. We're going to wrap things up for you there. Uh, again, we'll be back next week with more grunts. Back later this week with a recorded entertainment outhouse that we shot yesterday, if I get this out on time. <laughs> so yeah, stick around for all the stuff from Socially Constipated. But thanks for joining us this time. We're going to wrap it up there. For Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye.